Two guys walk into a bar. Two guys walk into a bar. Two guys walk into a bar. The first boy says, he goes, well, first he goes up to the bartender, of course. And the third one, Jeff. This isn't a joke or anything, it's just another example of what can happen. The second guy says, well, the bartender, okay. Well, the second guy says, he comes up and he's like, cut to, <laughs> uh, like 20 years later. Joan Rivers is the bartender. Then you're gonna buy me drinks all night to the point where I get so drunk that I end up having sex with you later. That's right, my Uncle Joe the drunk. At one time he's in a bar, he's making a lot of noise, and this woman comes over. And the third one, death. The bartender looks up and says, get the fuck out of here. Six bouncers hurled me out of a nightclub like I was a Frisbee. And the bartender's all like, he comes up, you know. Look at that guy. He's wasted in a bar. I came here to read a novel. So these two guys walk into a bar, right? And the third one, Jeff. Yeah, so it's the weirdest thing. I, I did something while moving a bunch of pallets and uh, different products tied to a, an event I was at on Friday and somehow just screwed up my knee. It it swelled up. I'm, I'm not – it's definitely not arthritis, but I was just thinking at some point the Republicans and Democrats will both agree that medicinal marijuana makes a lot of sense for uh, people struggling with arthritis – um, and at that point, we will have joint support for joint support for joint support. All right. Uh, welcome to Third One Ducks, the uh, comedy podcast that is frankly not very good. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I just uh, got done editing the fourth episode. This is the seventh episode. So thank you. Yeah. For, thank you for listening. Um, and I, I started it with that. Um, you know, frankly, not very good. And you know what? It's funny. We're keeping it. Um, okay, good, good. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't have to be very good. Um, we just have to entertain ourselves. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and you know, uh, if maybe like four or five people, um, listen, that's great. Um, if not, you know, whatever. Um, so I, I just want to get the album out of the way real quick i mean we, we we're gonna take time to like shoot the shit or whatever but um mm-hmm. so this one uh this episode is lily tomlin um this is a recording um and we'll get into the vitals and details about that um later but um how are you patrick how's your knee you know, it swelled up a little bit. Uh, it was difficult to sleep for a little bit, but uh, then I, I took some ibuprofen, and uh, it's it's been mostly better. Just now, it's less uh, painful and more stiff. So that's a good switch. How are you feeling, Brady? I'm I'm good. Uh, you know, in, in the vein of what you're talking about there, um, you know, I I bought some CBD a while back. You know, for anxiety. Um. All it really does is make me very sleepy, um, mm. which, you know, is fine. You know, getting a good night's sleep is nothing to sneeze at. Although for the what they're charging for that CBD is uh, I don't I don't know if it's really worth it. You know, when you, you could use other things to help you get to sleep. Sure, sure. That makes sense. But um, yeah. Uh, do you have anything to plug? 
You know, I really don't. Um, so that's good, too. All right. Good deal. Well, I'm going to take the time to plug a few things. Perfect. Um, so, um, you know, through the magic of podcasting, uh, the folks at home don't know, you know, when we're recording this, but it's a Sunday. And mm-hmm. um, tomorrow morning I am recording uh, the bonus episode for Bad Movies Rule, uh, the 50th bonus episode. So, uh, well, it's not the 50th bonus episode, but it's the bonus episode for the 50th episode. Um, Perfect. That, you know, that makes more sense. Um, so recording that tomorrow morning, I got to miss therapy and be a little late to work to do, make that happen. But um, uh, it's a fairly special occasion. Um, yeah. You know, that podcast is doing very well. Um, like it's uh, it's on Apple. It's like number 17 of all movie review podcasts. Oh, awesome. Which... Um, that's pretty amazing. That was never expected. Um, no success was ever expected um, for that little podcast. It was just um, really an excuse for old friends to like get together all the time um, and be funny like we used to be all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And ha- as somebody who has uh, experienced, you know, a very long um, gap between you know, being able to hang out with like funny people. Um, yeah, there's, there's a need for that, you know, especially if you grew up around that. Um, so, you know, it's just, you know, we, we get together, we talk about crappy movies, um, or, you know, sometimes movies that are perceived as bad, but that we just love, um, you know, which is fine. We, we have rules. Um, they're very, um, we'll, we'll ignore them when we want. Like, you know, we got to do galaxy quest, you know, once in a while. Um, sure. Sure. Um, although that did very poorly when it first released. So that still counts. Um, it, it, yeah. Classic um, now. Right. So, you know, I want to plug that, um, you know, listen to that podcast. If you're not listening to it, if you, you know, like, uh, cheesy or bad movies or, um, we're, we're trying to avoid things like uh, like just schlock, right? Like, we're not going to do Birdemic or anything like that. And mm-hmm. um, uh, the uh, when we did the, the draft episode, I, I got the first veto, and I vetoed the room because um, every single podcast in the world has done the room, and there's yeah. no more material to be had out of it. The horse is dead. There's no reason to revisit it. Let's move on. Oh, I agree. Um, uh, the only other thing I want to plug is I uh, discovered... Um, uh, do you know Zach Peterson? Uh, I've seen him once or twice. I, I wouldn't say I know him at all. All right. Um, it, it's kind of funny because I, I knew... Um, um, well, let me... That is your religious portion of the show, uh, speaking in mm-hmm. tongues. Uh, but uh, I want to, you know, I discovered his uh, podcast. Uh, I think he's got multiple podcasts, but this one's the, called the No Coast Comedy Club. And he, because he, you know, he's a touring comic. He, um, yeah. you know, based out of Omaha, though, um, he, he goes, he knows people from all these different scenes around the country. 
uh, that aren't necessarily New York or L.A. Sure. And uh, the, the whole concept is exploring that and talking to people who are successful in these smaller arenas and, um, you know, pick their brains, see what's uh, going on with that. And, um, you, you know, the, the, there's other avenues to success and success is whatever you want it to be. Absolutely. And therefore you don't have to be on, you know, television or whatever to, um, you know, find fulfill, fulfillment in comedy. And that's kind of the point of the, the podcast. And I think that's something that you and I definitely are, um, you know, of the mindset of that. Um, yeah, I would say so. We don't, we're not necessarily looking for a paycheck or um, fame. Um, we just kind of uh, do it because uh, you know we, we we need to in some mm-hmm. ways. So um, so I just I, th- I think that's a a topic that you know I just I started listening to this and like like it was like three a.m. I had listened to like four episodes in a row, um, and I was like, nah, I got I got to go to bed, um, but I'm definitely uh, gonna make time to listen to all of the episodes. Uh, because they they are fascinating. Um, sure, I do feel bad that I have no idea who any of these guests are, but um, you know, they he does a good job at you know introducing who they are and why they're important to talk to. Um, okay, great, great. And, and most of that's like, oh, this person's in Bloomington, Indiana, or something like that. You know, um, not you know some place you would expect a professional comedian to inhabit. You know. Um, much like Omaha. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I would, I would definitely say if, if you're into, you know, you know, the study of comedy as, you know, we've talked about plenty of times on this, uh, podcast, uh, give, give that one a shot as well. Um, Kill. yeah, that's not a paid plug or anything. That's just something, you know, I found and I enjoyed. So I'm sharing with you, the audience, if you're into this, you're likely going to be into that. So Mm -hmm. that's just helpful, I think. Yeah. And with that being said, uh, we need to transition into something else, Um, which I'm not quite sure where I want to go. I don't think we're quite done with the pitter-patter at the beginning of the All right, all right. You know, like, uh, you know, uh, other things to talk about, things that are going on. Um, Yeah, I, I mentioned... Well, I, I remember getting an email the other day from our um, our sketch class instructor saying that uh, um, no, like five or six people weren't going to show up on Thursday. I'm thinking, oh, I'll be the only one there. Um, and then um, going to get ready to go, uh, laying down for a second and waking up and realizing that I missed class. Um, oh sure yeah that, that happens uh, oh yes so um, so I, I missed it as well so I, I assume there was either one person there or you know T- Timmy uh, who is our instructor who does prefer to go by Timmy um, is probably very disappointed um, and if he's listening right now yes this is months later the class has been over for a long time um, that, that's kind of to you know that's kind of the plan um 
and while I'm thinking about it, by the way, we are recording. Um, just to, I guess for the audience, um, we, we have a little ritual that we usually do to ensure that we're recording because there's nothing like having a half an hour of just doing the show and like looking down and going, Oh shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we are recording, so that's good. Oh, good. Uh, That's a relief. All that stuff we just said in the last, you know, 45 minutes. And again, through the magic of podcasting, we edit this down heavily. Um, Mm -hmm. We often, you know, get into the weeds, um, you know, talk about, you know, General Sherman and his march to Atlanta, uh, you know, just for all the comedic purposes that serves. Um, but we added no, Atlanta's them, funny. Edit them all out. Edit them all out. Um, you know, to be perfectly honest, most of what I edit out is me going, um, um, uh, um. and I, I do that for you too as well, Patrick, just so you Oh, know. that's kind of you. Yes. Just because, you know, um, like I'll edit that one out, but the audience can be like, edit what one out? Um, they won't know. Uh, but anyway, um. It just makes some. It makes the person sound more intelligent, and it makes Good. makes sentences flow better. I uh, you like sentences flowing better. I'm actually, you know, been trying to look for some sort of um, vocal coach to remove the ums from my speech because they don't need to be there. Uh, it's just it's a filter, so so lets the um, the audience, I guess, even if that audience is one person, know that you're thinking. There are other ways to do that, and probably healthier ways to do that. I'm very bad at ums, a lot of ums. But uh, what are you, what are you gonna do? And and now um, the audience is gonna be hyper vigilant about listening for them. And you, you won't find any for at least the next five minutes, guys. So just, just nice. Uh, hopefully that will uh, get you out of that headspace that I've put you in, and uh, we can move on with our lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. What else is going on? Not- yeah, not terribly much. Not much. I'm, I'm hoping by the time this episode is released, there's, you know, we're over with this uh, debacle in the Ukraine. Um, oh, that'd be nice. It would be nice. Um, I was talking to uh, some folks about that the other day, and they're like, you know, some of the people are like, oh, we need a no-fly zone, and then, you know. A no-fly zone. I, I don't like the no-fly zone. There's various reasons why that's a really, really bad idea. Um, uh, direct combat with Russia is a very, very bad idea. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't think we want to escalate. Yeah, that, that that is a total escalation to, you know, um, literal valid reasons. To uh, I guess there's really no valid reasons to launch nukes, but on paper, it's a valid reason to yeah. launch yeah. nukes. And uh, uh, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Um. And a lot of people are like, yeah, well, you know, these these people that actually, like, control the nukes aren't going to launch them. It's like, how many hundreds of times do you have to trust somebody else to not follow orders? 
Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a huge risk. There's no reason to uh, try even attempt to to find that out. Um. So 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 there's that, and then the uh, the other part. Uh, I'm lost here. I forgot my train of thought. ADHD moment, folks. It's a good good time. Uh, but yeah, the Ukraine. Um, oh, the thing is, is that you know everybody's just like, oh, Putin's done. Putin's done. It's like, well, you know what? Uh, sure, he's pissed off all the mothers in Russia. That's never yeah. a smart thing to do. Uh, and he's also pissed off all the rich people in Russia because uh, you know they want their yachts and access to their money. Um, you know, and that's putting a cramp in their styles. So, uh, you know, it's Russia, you know, people aren't, you know, it's not, uh, out of the, uh, question for somebody just to mysteriously die. Right. And, and the other thing about the, the other thing with, uh, Putin's almost done is Putin came to power during the Clinton administration. Right. Like he's been over there for a while. I just, I don't think we can ever hit the point where we start declaring victory too early over Kim. Um, uh, I, I don't. Well, it depends on what you think victory looks like. If, if he's still, oh, that's true. That's know, true. I don't care if he's still in power. Um, to be perfectly honest, we found out what their military is capable of, and. Um, Honestly, it should be a lot better, but it's not because of, you know, the way they have shit set up, which is complete corruption, and they like it that way, and that's fine. Um, you know, that's their business, not ours. But, um, you know, uh, when coming to the table and trying to negotiate an end to this Ukraine thing, um, you know, there's a lot of people saying, well, we can get Crimea back and we're going to get like these East, you know, we can just tell them the stuff it. It's like, uh, no, guys, um, Putin's hand, like, he's got a really weak hand and we've all seen it. We know what his hand is at mm -hmm. this point, uh, but he has enough, you know, chips to buy the pot, you know, um, yeah. His worst case scenario is going back to what things were before. Um, there is really no way to force anything other than that. So um, he's, you know, he's going to keep, you know, those regions on the east, and he's going to keep Crimea. And you know, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure by the time this episode comes out, we'll know all this stuff. It won't be like speculation anymore. Yeah. So we could either look really smart or really not. Right. And that's fine, because we're trying to predict the future here, um, which is harder than predicting the weather, that's for sure. But, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, dear listener, if, uh, you know, this is completely boring to you, I hope you fast forward through whatever, uh, you know, this, this whole section, and, uh, you know, that you're fine with that. Um this isn't really about politics, but uh, it's nice to talk about um, just, you know, the state of the world. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, in, in a, a thousand years when they, you know, you know, go through like old, you know, 
media, maybe this is one that survives, right? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it would be good for uh, historical context. Yes, 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 yes. I'll just make, try to make myself feel, you know, more important than I, than I actually am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I guess let's, uh, let's talk about this album here. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mary Jean Tomlin goes by Lily Tomlin, of course. Um, hugely uh, successful, very long-term career. Uh, she's now 82, uh, but has been an actress, a writer, obviously a comic, um, wide variety of things. Uh, and, and this was one of her earlier works. Uh, this is a recording, which is still um, the highest charting uh, album by a woman comic. I believe you have more of the real vitals, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, but that was good because I those vitals I did not write down at all. So the, this, this works out really well. Um, yeah, this is her first album. Um, and the album is completely Ernestine, the telephone operator, uh, yes. which was a character created. Uh, I'm not sure if it was created for Laugh-In, but Laugh-In was where that character was introduced back in 1969. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a very popular character um, and ended up being on so many different forms of uh uh, television um uh, ernestine ended up being on sesame street uh the electric yeah. the electric company which uh, that's that one's a bit dated but uh, uh the electric company was basically like uh you know wish.com sesame street um and it was on for a very long time it was a good show uh anyway saturday night live uh, ernestine showed up on saturday night live from time to time uh various stage shows including a couple broadway shows and just a lot, a lot of different commercials. Um, I don't have a list. I just remember. Um, so, so this was released in 70, 71? I believe 71, um, yeah. I, you know, was born in late 78, so technically early 79. I remember commercials that Ernestine was in. So. Oh, sure. Um, it, it, it is unfortunate that this is a bygone, uh, concept, Ernestine, the telephone mm-hmm. operator. Um, when this album came out, uh, they still did have a, in, in areas, uh, um, real live human beings that were, that sat there and moved plugs so that you could make telephone calls. Um, yes. Around this time, though, they were starting to um, computerize that uh, whole system. Uh, actually, I think the first uh, systems that did this automatically were mechanical. Uh, but oh, okay. Uh, but uh, but yeah, eventually it became all automated. So, Ernestine, you know, um, if you've listened to the album, and I, I hope by this time, if you're listening to this that you have listened to the album. If not, I please, I suggest that you do. Um, otherwise, mm-hmm. like, you know, some of the concepts we talk about aren't going to make sense. Uh, but, um, 
all of the things that she talks about, all the illegal doings, um, and Ernestine does very, very illegal things. Um, yes, were, were completely and one hundred percent possible um, for for a telephone operator to do. Um, and people really worried about this back in the day. They were like, oh yeah, the telephone operator is gonna blah blah blah. Um, in most areas, the telephone operator was so busy that they didn't have time to, you know, listen to other people's phone calls. Um, however, um, you know, I, I think there were some jokes like on Andy Griffith back in the day, and I forget mm-hmm. the name of the lady that um, every time they made a call, like they would talk to the telephone operator. You, like back then they didn't dial the phone. They, they dialed up. I forget what her name was, but they, they, they said, Hey, uh, connect me to Floyd, you know? Oh, sure. Right. Uh, and you know, everybody had a phone number, but nobody knew their phone numbers because the telephone operator was a local. Um, yeah. And I'm sure that lady had plenty of time to listen in on phone calls. And oh, mo- sure, sure, and sure, most sure. likely did. Um, so, um, the, um, the whole album is Ernestine bits, every single, every single part. Um, I actually, I think the, the first track, um, is kind of her intro. Um, I, I don't believe that's an Ernestine track. That's, um, more of a lead in to Ernestine. Yeah, definitely. Um, And, you know, um, we could go through this track by track, but uh, overall, I mean, I would have never sought out this album on my own, right? Right. Um, but I, it was delightful. Um, I could see uh, younger folks just having a hard time with the comedy. Uh, a lot of it's very historical um references and again this whole concept of the the telephone operator is um this is ancient history at this point right yeah pretty much Uh, um so i i could see younger listeners having a hard time there would be a lot of homework to gain um some sort of uh you know understanding of what what was going on and and who are these people that um, Mm -hmm. she's talking to Mm -hmm. and and why would she call Joan Crawford about uh, a Pepsi Cola Um, which honestly like that one I had to look up as well because I had no idea Um, apparently that was a very brief thing oh sure 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 um and of course, there's folks out there going, "Who's Joan Crawford?" Right? <laughs> right. Um, although, you know, I th- I think you know J. Edgar Hoover. That one should uh, make more sense to to folks, um, you know, with the FBI and all that. Yeah. Um, but you know, a- as we don't do on this this uh, um, this podcast, we're not going to go through this track by track. Uh, we did that on the first episode, right. and that was horrible. 
Hey, it was not the greatest thing we ever did. No, it stinks. Uh, although I think for that album, it made sense to do track by track, and we're finding that sure. in most comedy albums, you know, it's, it's not uh, that's not the way to do things. Um, this one, I, 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 we could argue about doing it that way, but I, I just think it just seems boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, I was, I was actually, uh, pretty impressed with this album. It surprised me how much I enjoyed it. Um, the character is so good. Yes. And, and I think that's why, um, it was so prolific, um, and ended up on so much different media. It's just because it's just a very good character. Very well-rounded, um, you know somebody like this kind of thing, you know? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I thoroughly... Uh, in, in, well, it was an interesting thing. I think I enjoyed all of it. There was a moment towards the middle where I did hit that point of, oh, is this seriously all this character from the phone company? <laughs> Are we really doing a full 40 to 50 minutes out of just Ernestine? Um. But then they kept going, or she kept going, and it did, weirdly enough, you were able to get that amount of that character out of this. And it, there were just so many different ways of taking that character and continuing to make it feel right in a variety of different ways. Right. I, I think part of it is, you know, this is, it, it's an audio recording, right? And yes. the t- telephone was a very audio, um, uh, audio focused medium, right? So Absolutely. just the concept of the, um, there's certain ways that people talk on the phone that, you know, if you're in person, you don't have to describe what's going on around you. Uh, whereas, you know, if you're on the phone with somebody you do, right? So, mm-hmm. um, that lends itself to this sort of thing. Um, Whereas, if you remember, like on Laughing and all these television shows, um, that doesn't—you're just watching a person do this. So, um, that's got to be a lot more tedious than just listening to it, you know. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to watch this like her live because, like, there's nothing to look at except for her, right? And the telephone board, you know. Um. But yeah, the, uh, the, it's just, it's the kind of thing that is just ripe for, um, audio jokes, right? Yes. And, um, she's very good at letting us know both sides of the conversation, even though we're just hearing her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which, which is a very, that's a talent. And um, all you improv folks out there, I I suggest um, if you can figure out some sort of game to play to uh, uh, hone this skill, uh, it's going to serve you uh, so well. I don't. don't, Do you ever do telephone calls in improv, Patrick? On occasion, on occasion, often it's with somebody who is just off stage, so not me completely doing both sides of it, but. Uh, now that we're listening through this, yeah, that'd be an interesting challenge to uh, to work in and to get better at. Yeah, it's definitely a skill. Uh, it, it, 
you have to keep the audience in mind, the fact that they're only hearing you. So you have to fill in enough of what's going on on the other side. And I, I do this in one of my stand-up bits where I'm on the phone with somebody. Um, and uh, it, it works really well because, you know, you know I, it's one of those, I, I guess I'll just talk about the bit real quick. Um, sure. So I'm, uh, it's talking about um, what, um, what is the Pop-Tart crust made out of uh, is that, you know, a pencil shavings and chalk? Um, let's get science on that. And I pick up the phone and I go, science, you know? And I, I'm like, I was like, uh, I need your help. They're like, I go, oh, oh, yeah, you you just heard that last bit? Good. You know, like, uh, well, you're, you're on it? Great. You know? And then, you know, I was like, yeah, okay, so milk. We need some cheese as well. Okay. And then we get into like, you know, the fact that science is, you know, this person that I live with and, um, you know, there's, and, 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 and not only that, that, you know, we're lovers, um, and we're, you know, when, when you live with somebody that, you know, you're a partner with and whatnot, then there's the, the end of the phone call, even if it's all business, there's, you know, the, the the extra stuff right so we get into the extra mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. and then you know it's just like uh-huh yeah i i love you too you know bye you know right I, right and, and then you know haha it's funny because science has been personified um and then uh just because i think it's funny at the end i um i do that i finish the bit right and then i go and uh Here's how I know that I'm a feminist. Uh, even in my made-up, crazy uh, comic world, I put women in STEM careers. Mm. Right? You get the bump bump there, right? Like, um, yep. Yeah. Um, because you know, does that prove that I'm a feminist? No, no, it really doesn't. No. Um, but it's funny that I think it does. Yeah, I th- that's that's where the comedy comes in there. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I at least understand where the comedy comes from, and you know, and I I don't think that would make me a feminist. But the joke hits. Oh, probably not. Yeah, the joke hits, um, and it hits in the right way, and um, I'm not gonna get anybody coming up to me afterwards like, you know, that that's how I get off having a hat, or maybe if maybe they, maybe somebody would. Uh, but you know what? Yeah, that could be fun too. Yeah, those kinds of people like come to a comedy club once in their lives. Mm-hmm. That was the night, and they're never coming back, so they're never going to hear that joke ever again. So they don't matter. Nope. <laughs> um. Yeah. There's a. Um, and then, you know, from there, we could go into the whole, like, oh, you can't say anything. You can't, you can't say anything. You, yeah, rah, rah, rah. You know what I mean? Um, that camp of people. And to them, I will say, you can say anything you want as long as you're willing to defend it later. Um, or, yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing is, like, freedom of speech means that you can say anything you want you have the right to say anything you want. You you don't have freedom from criticism and you don't have the right to be taken seriously. Uh, right. 
so again, these um, imaginary people um, will, you know, they'll criticize me. And then I'll go, well, thank you for your feedback. And then, but I won't, I don't care. And that's fine. Yeah. That is, that is a valid approach to that. I'm sure, um, you know, Mel Brooks, I hope that's the conversation is just straight up. Oh, thank you for your feedback, but I don't care. Yeah. And I'm sure that happened to Mel Brooks when he put out Blazing Saddles. I'm sure like, oh, absolutely. Im- immediately he got tons of feedback on that. And most of it was probably negative. Um, but he didn't make it for those people, you know, and a lot of people say, oh yeah, that movie would never be made today. You know, it's possible it could be made today. I think it could be made today. I I think it could. And I also think that, um, a lot of the parts that people get upset about, um, I often think the people that get that, like, are are more upset about it are the people that uh it's telling on versus the people yeah. that um you know would quote unquote be offended for somebody else you know absolutely and um what that has to do with Geraldine I don't know but um Ernestine Oh yeah that's right why, why was I thinking Geraldine I don't know that's a that's a good question Similar names, I guess. Um, yeah, similar, but uh, I want to say that there's a character out in the comedy universe called Geraldine. There definitely it is. Maybe similar to this, and it may be Lily Tomlin oh, too. I don't know, but um, yeah. But uh, you know, yeah, it really doesn't have anything to do with uh, Ernestine. Although you could say that uh, a few of the things that Ernestine does is. Uh, downright offensive as well. If you, you yeah, know. that's true. That's true. You Just a quick up. point, quick point of clarification. Um, Geraldine was the uh, devil made me do it woman that Flip Wilson played. Ah, uh, so that was last week. Yeah, so that's why the name sounds familiar. Okay. Wow. And um, well, that was what seventy one, right? Yeah, it was it was a big name, big time for that sort of name, I guess. We, um, <laughs> I don't know how we ended up doing um, 1970, 1971, and 1972 real quick, like we did uh, the Grammy Award winners. Um, yeah, but, yeah. But we did. We we kind of stuck in the early 70s here, and um, I'm thinking, you know, when we get to the discussion later about what we're going to do next week. Um, it's not going to be the 70s. Okay, cool. Um, you know, spoiler alert. I, I think we just need to get out of um, yeah. that era of time. Um, in fact, uh, we have not... We've only done one... We've only done one album in the 90s. And that was the first well, episode. That's true. Yeah. And so maybe it's time. It'll be episode... This is what, episode 7? So that'll be episode 8. So, I guess we're talking about it right now, aren't we? Uh, we are. We are. Yeah, I, I, I guess uh, it's not a bad thing, necessarily. Um, but, you know, as for um, 
this is a recording. I, again, I, mm-hmm. I, I, if you are a student of comedy, and again, I, if you're listening to this, I believe you are. Uh, listen to this album. Uh, it's it's not a very long listen. Um, just like listening to any other album. Um, give it a listen. It's uh, again, I, I was, I was thinking that this is all going to be stale and just that the comedy wasn't going to translate well and um, that sort of thing. But uh, no, it was really good. Um, yeah. And in, um, Patrick knows me a bit better than, you know, the folks at home. Uh, for me to say something's really good, you know, that's high praise. It's rare. It's rare. <laughs> like, um, I'm, I'm more of the kind of this doesn't suck kind of person. Um, you know, um, however, that is also a skill. And, um, if you know anybody who makes beer, um, they appreciate that sort of feedback because, um, I, I guess, you know, any artist, um, can have a bunch of people hanging around and just kissing their ass and, you know, mm-hmm. saying that any, everything that they do is great. Um, I, but I guess more people kiss brewers' asses than you know, like comedians, um, because you know people want free beer, yeah, <laughs> uh, even if it is mediocre, right? Um, people love mediocre beer, especially if it's free. Yeah, so I, I do have a couple friends who are brewers that uh, have always appreciated my feedback because it's uh, I feel horrible about lying hate it hate it like to the point to where i'm not even gonna like be polite if that makes any sense yeah definitely um so yeah so again good stuff here uh give it a listen um even if you haven't listened to any of the other albums that you know we've listened to so far uh, th- this is this is one. Oh, definitely. Uh, one last quick fun fact on the Lily Tomlin thing. Um, here's something I didn't realize. Lily Tomlin, voice of Miss Frizzle on the original um, Magic School Bus. I was not aware of that. Yeah. Did did they change the voice actor at some point or? Um, I think they rebooted it of late. Like she, she would have done it in the '90s run, and I think they brought it back like recently. And maybe it was somebody else then. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, that is interesting. Um, yeah, good, good to know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Magic School Bus a little bit, um, a little bit old for that. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah that, I get that'd that. be like right in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, I get it was. That. I, I remember seeing it and going, "Wow!" You know, if I was like ten years younger, this would, this would be like the show for me. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I missed out on Pogs and things like that as well. Um, <laughs> sure. Same reason. Um, yeah. So I, 
I guess we already talked about it, but uh, you know, what 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 can we do for next week? Yeah, I was just glancing through some things. Early '90s was the Grammys, at least, were kind of nominate or dominated by the old PDQ Bach thing, and I don't, I don't know if that's quite our wheelhouse. I also haven't ever listened to it, but kind of the 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 comedy classical music thing. Um. Yeah, I mean, so I, I I don't really see that as our world. I'm I'm looking at up here, and there are a lot of things that we've talked about doing on this podcast, right? Yeah. Um, in, like, I would have never guessed that Jonathan Winters had a '96 Grammy Award winner, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, no. Like, I honestly, I didn't he. I believe he died shortly after that. Um, and Al, yeah, that sounds uh, right. Al Franken is on here. I didn't know he won a Grammy. Um, and I, I love the I love the album title as well. Um, yeah, Rush Limbaugh is a big fat idiot. Another observations by Al Franken. Right. So this, um, yeah, and that was a book. Right, so this is an early, oh, okay. an early audio book, um, which is uh, pretty crazy. But then there's also this Peter Shikele guy who we talked about on our previous episode. And, yeah. And how we have no idea who this guy is, um, who, like, early 90s is just dominating, um, which is crazy to me um i love how like in 95 you look at uh, the runners up and the jerky boys are in there um, mm-hmm. um but you know sam kinnison live from hell we talked about that yeah um we we just recently did a carlin album so i think that's off the page for a bit uh chris rock uh it's funny that uh, the 2000 year old man rolls around back in 99 Yes, uh, yes. They, they did a follow-up album, um, which I don't know if we'll... You know what? I, I think the follow-up album is going to be like one of those um, episode 25 or 50 things. Maybe sure, that, sure. we'll do that for that. Um, oh, uh, b- because I see the name Jeff Foxworthy up here. Foxworthy would be interesting. Um, I Early Foxworthy is great. Uh, however, he literally just put out a new um, uh, special on Netflix and I have not watched it. However, the first joke is literally about participate, like, you know, Oh, back when I was that age, you, you had to get first place to get a trophy. It's like the yeah. most the most boomer of boomer jokes. Like, it's like here's the here's the thing that I always think about with participation trophies and all the, that critique. Like, all those jokes and all those criticisms are somehow going towards the kids. They're not the ones giving out participation trophies. Exactly, it's y'all idiots. And maybe it's boomers looking down on Gen X for being that type of parents, and I can be fine with that. 
But to criticize the kids, they don't care. They know that they didn't win. Um, I think participation trophies are really f trophies, not trophies, whatever, are really for the parents who just can't deal with the idea that their son might not be the next Michael Jordan. Uh, I don't know. It's just a weird thing to criticize the kids about because they don't care. Yeah, exactly. Um, there, there's really no reason to, um, I don't know, like, if that's how you open your your comedy special, I, yeah. you know, let, let's be honest, Jeff Foxworthy, not in my wheelhouse, right? Like, um Everybody loved the You Might Be a Redneck. Everybody loved that. I mean, and that's really not the worst thing you could have as your legacy, right? Yeah, definitely. But um, it's, it's, you know, first off, it feels like he's just pandering to his base, which is, um, you know, I, I guess that's something that you do as a comedian. Um, especially if that base is what represents you as a person. Yeah. Um, I, I have no interest in like watching or listening to that special. Um, and, uh, I, I guess, you know, um, if, if anybody's out there listening, you might think I'm the kind of person that just devours comedy. Um, but I'm actually quite picky about it. Like I don't, um, like, I'm always going to watch the next Dave Chappelle special, right? But, um, you know, and, um, you know, there's certain comedians that I'm, I'm just going to watch everything that they do, right? Um, right. But there's some, like, you know, um, and there's some comedians that I hold in very high regard uh, that I just don't, I don't seek it out, like... Um, like I love Burt Kreischer, right? But I'm not gonna I, like Tom Segura and you know his buddies and whatnot. Yeah. Um, not as interested in. Um, and I. And I, I couldn't tell you why, right? Um. It it's interesting to me that everything's a popularity contest, right? Mm -hmm. But it really is, right? And you know Burt Kreischer has like personality like big personality, like it's overflowing and it's just boisterous and just, you want to hang out with that guy, right? I want to yeah. hang out with that guy. Uh, Tom Segura seems like I wouldn't mind playing poker with the guy, but I, you know what I mean? It's, it, it's, um, you have to be your genuine self, uh, in comedy, right. Mm -hmm. To make it, but I think at a certain point, um, that may also limit you, um, which is fine, right? Because, you know, um, Burt Kreischer is not for everybody, right? Um, right, right. Um, which, honestly, I really want to see a, a documentary about this dude because... I keep finding out more things about him that make him more interesting. Um, did you? Pressure. 
So Van Wilder, the movie, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Did you hear about this? Oh, I don't know if I did. That Burt Kreischer. Oh, that he was the inspiration. Yeah, yeah he, I did know that. He sold the rights to like his like college life, and that's where the movie Van Wilder came from. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. The the idea that he was the top partier at the top party school in the country. Yeah, inspired. Right, and then uh, years later, he comes out with this. Uh, you know, he decides to become a stand-up comedian and has this story about the Russian mafia, which is you know really what springboarded his career. Um, the machine, which um, you know, it, if we weren't trying to focus on things, you know, before you know, two uh, thousands, I would love to do that album. Sure, um, or that special, I guess. Um, which, uh, if you're listening and you have not watched the machine by Bert Kreischer, what are you, what are you even doing? Um, do that today. It's on Netflix. I believe it's on Netflix. I would believe it's on Netflix. I'm not sure though. If not, it's on YouTube. A hundred percent. Um, but yeah, like that dude gets into wacky adventures, man. Like. He's just a fascinating human being. Um, and let's be honest, like, do I like that guy as Van Wilder? No, that guy was a douche. You know, no offense to, um, you know, Green Ryan Lantern Reynolds. or Deadpool yeah. or whatever. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Um, yeah. Because I love that guy. Um, you know. But yeah, yeah. Do I like Burt Kreischer as a, a college student? Probably not. Although there's something to be said about, you know, the fact that he went for like seven years, um, which is funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, could you imagine Van Wilder goes to Russia? No, that would be odd. <laughs> <laughs> Van Wilder goes to Russia gets gets inducted into the Russian mafia <laughs> and robs his uh his fellow students including mm-hmm. including himself did you do you hear about that part no i don't believe i have um so they're going through all the luggage and whatnot and like the the, the people are with him and he gets to his bag and he he he, he basically go, tries to skip it but the people he's with is like, no, 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 we have to, you, you know, what are you doing? You know, and he didn't have the balls to tell him like, no, this one's mine. <laughs> so he literally like stole from himself. Oh, sure. <laughs> All right. That works. I mean, like you gotta have a lot of balls to talk back to the Russian mafia. Right. Even, oh, if, yeah. even if you're like, quote unquote, in with them. Right. Um, yeah, and I, I don't remember how we got here. That's like one of those ADHD um, things where we just do an aside to an aside to an aside. Mm-hmm. Um, but did it, did you, yeah, we were talking about uh, who to listen to for next week and, and oh, right. somehow got to Kreischer. Right. Who's not eligible. Not eligible, unfortunately. You know, maybe maybe one of these days. Yeah, someday maybe. Although I'm thinking, if we ever get to that point, maybe we start doing like more indie people. Sure. Um, you know, like some guy that lives in Omaha, 
You know, I'm sure there's a couple of the folks that we know that put out an album at some point. Um, I believe that's possible. You know, if we ever get rolling enough to where people listen just because they find us entertaining and not necessarily like the content we're talking about, then maybe we can mm-hmm. do something like that. And that would be good for, um, you know, the community in general. Um, be a lot harder for us to figure out what albums we're going to do, but. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> right now, it's pretty much like, oh, let's look at Wikipedia, see what it has to say. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, so again, looking at the 90s, this Peter Shikale guy um, looks like he dominates. And again, I'm, I have no idea who this guy is. I've never heard of him before. Yeah. Um, however, and I look at these uh, these titles, and it makes me go, oh, God, I don't want to listen to that at all. Yeah, that's kind of where I was at, too. Um, it seems very, I don't um, know, some, something, having a lot of fun tying into comedy and classical music, but. Right. Okay, so that's going to be homework for both of us. We pick one of these albums, we listen to it. It doesn't have to be the same one. We can talk about it next week. Um, Decide whether or not it's worth talking about. Right. Sure. Um, but in the meantime, let's pick something different. Um, it could be, you know, I, I'm just going to limit it to winners or nominees. How's that? Um, like it still goes to yeah. a ton of material uh, to work with. Um There is a there is a Weird Al Yankovic album on here. I'm kind of thinking that's outside of the scope of like what we're trying to do here. Might be. It might be. Um, music. I mean, I think at some point we need to touch on him, but I might yeah, be I down the road. I wouldn't mind doing like an episode on Al Yankovic, but not like on an album specifically. Yeah. Um, there's plenty to talk about. Um, but I. I just think that um, I mean if we're trying to do 90s and we've already done Sandler there is an argument to be made for Foxworthy yeah there really is Um, I think Foxworthy ends up being like you're going to get what you expect out of it. Oh yeah. Um, so is that good for content? Like, are we going to have enough to talk about? Like, like, um, you know, I, like I love Rodney Dangerfield, but that episode, like there was not a whole lot to talk about. That's true. Um, it, it just ends up, well, that's it's It's a, it's a Foxworthy album. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I, um, part of me wants to do Al Franken, but part of me wants to stay away from the politics part of it. Sure. Uh, um, you know, Chris Rock is Chris Rock. Um, I, I, I'm thinking that we're avoiding the elephant in, in right smack dab in the middle of the nineties here. Um, one of the all-time greats. 
And I, I think that at this point we have to do it. Which elephant of the nineties? Sam Kinison. Oh, okay. I, I kind of think that we have to do live from hell at this point. Yeah, totally. All right. It's settled. Um, Sam Kinison, one of the all time greats, uh, left us way too soon. Um, who knows what he would be doing today? Um, maybe his shtick would be completely different, you know? Um, I mean, I, I believe that this is who this person was, right? Yeah. Um, it's not like a Bobcat Goldthwait to where it was a total bit, you know, for the whole thing. Um, which is very hard to do for a whole career. Um, which is why Bobcat stopped doing it and started directing things. Um, you just couldn't keep the character up. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's uh, professional wrestlers do that their entire careers. Uh, comedians, not so much. Um, um, I I can think of, uh, there's probably, I probably think of two or three if you give me time, but like um, the, the one that I can think of that has done it the longest um, is, um, but doing a, doing an ADHD moment where I'm dropping this name. I can't find it. Um, Gilbert, Gilbert Gottfried. Um, oh, sure. Sure. Definitely. I mean, cause that's Gilbert Gottfried is a character. Um, yes. And, if, uh, if you're out there and you haven't seen Gilbert, the, uh, documentary, I believe that's on Hulu. Um, it's either on Hulu or prime, but, uh, give that a watch. It's a excellent, um, documentary about a comedian. Um, they don't really go into the whole, like the fact that, um, I don't remember Gilbert Gottfried's real name. Um, but when he goes by that, he has a very normal voice. And you would never know that it was Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, um, interesting. Um, so I, I do know that when he goes around and stays at hotels, he uses his real name. And, you know, when he checks in, he's just himself and whatnot. Um, just so he can achieve some sort of um, anonymity, a hip hop yeah. Um anonymity. 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 I was putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yeah. Um, ooh, I'm looking at the 80s. There's a lot of good stuff in here, too. There, There is a lot of good stuff in the 80s. Um, yeah. Um, I think we should probably do, like, a bonus episode at some point to where we just, like, talk about, like, what are the next 10 episodes going to be, you know? Or yeah, that makes um, sense. Although it is good content for you know these episodes, yeah. Um, but I suppose we can re re revisit that as well. There's no reason that we couldn't do that. Um, True. So maybe starting at like episode ten, we'll have a bonus episode, and we'll talk about eleven through twenty or something like that. Um, yeah. I we did fail at getting a, a guest. Um, again. I um, I thought the perfect person, like the 
the perfect person for this episode would have been uh, my friend Nicole, who is currently a voice actress and is still, you know, at my age, um, not going to give her age away, but at my age, uh, still doing improv. And uh, um, I believe actually also teaches improv. I'm not 100% sure on that. But uh, she's she's great. Uh, she lives back in Illinois. Um, used to be in a comedy troupe with her uh, way back in the day. Um, and uh, yeah, she would have been perfect for this episode. Uh, however, she had a funeral to attend. Yeah, um, yeah. Very sad. Um, but um, so next episode we're doing uh, Sam Kinison. Yeah, we should we should we should get a guest. I don't know who that guest sure. would be. Um, because I'm trying to think of like who would line up really well, you know. Um, and I I can't yeah. think of any like current local angry comedians. Oh, that's good for you know what I mean. Everyone's blood pressure. Yeah, sure, sure. But like I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um. Which I, I guess is a good thing. Maybe like you know, as a society, we're not um, focusing on angry co- comedy, um, and maybe that's a good thing. Um, yeah. The the only, well, I don't want to start naming off names and then like coming back next week and either not having uh, a guest again, or um, having it be somebody we didn't list off or whatever. Um, oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, um, so that's kind of um, upsetting. I, I, I know I will invite Nicole um, to do an episode some other point. Um, so that's mm-hmm. not a problem. Plus, uh, I'll be honest, she's probably not listening to this anyway. And if you are, Nicole, you're great. Um, and let me know. <laughs> um. Uh, if you'd like to be a guest on this show, uh, you can contact us at thirdoneducks at gmail.com. Or, you know, you can tell us how much we suck. Um, if you like the show, please uh, rate us on uh, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts at. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Uh, if you're not going to give us a five, then don't bother. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Just uh, tell your enemies at that point and they can... Um, you know, subject them to this thing that you uh, hate. Um, but we're we're willing to accept uh, followers that hate us too, as long as you listen to every episode. Um, just don't rate us. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Um. Yeah. Um. You know, if you like this, tell a friend. Blah blah blah. Uh, that's the way it'll spread and get out there. And, um, you know, maybe we can become successful enough that we can do more obscure stuff like, um, you know, a random comedian in, um, let's say Reno, Nevada. Right. Um, or I guess Reno is kind of a cool city to like be a comedian in, wouldn't it? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, uh, bumfuck Idaho, right? 
some some guy holding it down in Idaho that uh, you know is is funny has an album right but let's be honest this album is put out independently and you know 12 people have listened to it mm-hmm. um, but it, it would be cool to get to a point to where um, we could do things like that and try to help people um, spread the word on, on their comedy and the fact that they're doing it and the fact that they don't suck. Because uh, I, th- I think at that point we would listen to the albums before we quote unquote chose them um, so that we didn't have to sit here and just talk, oh, that's a good point. talk about an album that's horrible by some guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just uh, nobody likes people who punch down. I don't want to punch. I'll down. agree with that. No. Um, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, spread the word, and you know maybe this can uh, show can morph into something uh, a little bit more charitable, I guess. Um, sure. Yeah. Because um, c- here's the thing, you know, um, maybe this is your first time listening to this this uh, podcast, and maybe it's not for you, right? But uh, there are people that, you know, would love to um, belong to this weird book club kind of a thing. Um, go, hey, uh, now I have a reason to listen to these uh, comedy albums. Um, I've always wanted to explore them, but I've never had a good reason to. Um, yeah. And, you know, this, you know, if, if nothing else, if this gives you a reason to um, pursue the things that you enjoy, then... Um, it's a win. This has been Third One Ducks, brought to you by Brady Cox and Patrick Kilcoin. Opening music, Ska of the Mountain King by Johnny Boyle, available at Upbeat.io. And that's Upbeat with two Ps. I got the flow like a river. And a spitting bars. Got my cat by my side. And we're gonna go to some bars later on. Yeah. Ooh. 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 Gotta flow like a fountain. And we're laying down tracks. Got some fat beats in the background. And we're representing Brooklyn. Okay, we're not representing Brooklyn. Actually, I've never been there. But I still got a cat in my lap. And he's cute. So we're gonna pet him. Right, Bubba? Oh, maybe we finish that song later, huh? That was that was a dope beat, wasn't it?